Well, I'm delighted to say that joining me on the Godcast today is uh, Patty Boulay OBE. Now, Patty will be a familiar face to many people. She had a wonderful career in the music and entertainment industry. Patty, it's fabulous to welcome you to the Godcast. How are you? Thank you, Alex. I'm very well. Can't complain. Where, whereabouts are you? Where's home, Patty, these days? Oxfordshire, near Abingdon. Okay, and, and uh, as we record this um, uh, early October, what's the weather like in the, in Oxfordshire today? It's pouring down with rain in Lancashire. <laughs> well, it's threatening to pour down with rain, but uh, no, it's just quite windy outside, actually. Yeah. Very windy. Yeah, it's been windy all morning. Uh, I think we're getting, there's a hurricane somewhere, Hurricane Ian or something, and uh, I think we're just getting a little bit of, of it because it's really windy more more wind it's windier than it usually is but it's nice and warm which is yeah. amazing yeah well thanks for coming on on the godcast patty we're just gonna have a little look back at your career and and also uh, what's coming up as well and, and uh i guess 1978 feels like quite a long time ago when it all kind of happened on new faces what's your recollections of, of those days patty oh gosh it's um you know kind of bittersweet um because when i was i went on new faces it was a week after i lost my brother in a plane crash and so um it was <laughs> a great memory but really sad in a sense you know what i mean it's kind of tinted yeah. with with a plane crash yeah how do you how did you get through that that must have been quite overwhelming for you back then it was, but I tell you what, I, I got so angry with God for the first time. <laughs> I was infuriated with him, and then I thought, how dare you? But, of course, um, a few months later, I lost another brother. So, um, you, you, you cope. I mean, to be honest with you, prayer is... My mother's like a prayer warrior, really. I was the seventh of nine children. Yeah. So she, she had a lot of children to protect, especially when we were in a civil war and we learned to, to pray. That's my first <laughs> port of call, so to speak. But then, you know, you worry. I worried, okay, I lost a brother, but I was thinking of my mother who lost her son. Yeah, but, but you, you lost two, two brothers in a very short space yes. of time. Yes. Just when you say you got angry with God, Patty, how did that resonate? What what was what was happening? Were you get were you getting angry at other people, but through your anger no. to God, were you you know just explain that to us? Okay. Well, actually, you know, um, <laughs> I've always had this relationship with God. It's a long story. Um, during the um, civil war in Nigeria. Um, I just saw so many dead bodies and so many terrible things that when we got home, my mother would say, God has a reason. Let's leave it in his hands. You know, I never questioned that because I never questioned my mother. Um, and so if she said, God had a reason, God has a reason. And I've always grown up like that. Then I found myself in the UK, far from home. You had to book your 
um, a phone call if you wanted to speak to family, you had to book the call literally two weeks beforehand. And by the time you get to speak, I get to speak to my mother, the problem is really gone by, <laughs> quite honestly. And so I learned to pray. And I didn't only learn to pray, I learned to imagine the Lord Jesus right next to me all the time. And then I got greedy. Then I wanted Archangel Michael. <laughs> I wanted <laughs> all the ministering angels. I got greedier as the years, as the years went by. I asked for more and more. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, I don't know how people who don't have faith cope. I really don't know. Because life for me, finding myself in show business, something totally alien to me at the age of 16. Ah, oh, it could only have been God, to be honest with you, Alex. Yeah. When I look back in my life, it's goodness and mercy all the way. How lovely. Incredible. What a lovely thing to say. No, it's been goodness and mercy all the way. Yeah. Because because as you as you're dealing with the trauma of losing your loved ones, you you're on the other on the flip of the coin, you're you're experiencing absolutely massive success, aren't you? You become a household name and you're on TV shows and uh, you, everybody knows who you are. Was that difficult for you to go from being living in relative anonymity to becoming a, a very famous face on the telly? Oh, wow. Alex, this question's okay, I'll tell you what. After New Faces, I went off to Nigeria to my brother's funeral, you know, after the plane crash. When I came back, they had aired the program and it had such an impact, which I didn't even know anything about. So when I arrived at the airport, there were photographers and I thought maybe I had some kind of superstar walking behind, <laughs> behind me. That was, a lot of the photographs was me doing this looking for who it was they were trying to photograph. But I've always taken everything in my stride. My mother taught us something I think is important and I tell my audience now. She taught me how to, to be a good judge of character. She said, always look at a person's spirit. Do not look at what they're wearing, what they do, how rich they are how good looking they are. Because she said, even the devil can have all these things. She said, you need to tap into the spirit of the person. I don't know if that affected me one way or the other, but I was, it's a terrible thing to say, but it seemed it was just God's wish and that was it. And I, I didn't have any difficulties with it. I didn't have any, um, I was humbled by it because I would have given it all up just to have mm. my brothers back. Mm. But that was impossible. Yeah. I would have given it all up. Mm. I, you know, I'm always negotiating with God. I'm, <laughs> I'm always promising. Let me, actually, I can tell you this. When my husband, Stephen, and I got married the first time, we got married in the registry office. I'm a Catholic. And I wanted to get married in the Catholic Church. And I thought, okay, um, how this is never going to happen because my, my husband was twice married before. 
and once in the Anglican Church. And I just thought, okay, the Catholic priests said it's impossible. It's never going to happen. And I thought, well, why is it never going to happen? Why don't I, why am I talking to the priest? Why don't I go directly to my, to my friend, my creator? Okay, so I thought, all right. I fast, oh, Alex, I fast every Friday, have done for as long as I can remember. That is my day with my God, with my maker. It's a prayer fast every Friday. It used to be six to six, but now I do six to four. <laughs> you know? Well, actually, it's midnight to four the next day. Yeah. I fasted for 10 years before the Lord answered my prayers. Because I said to him, if you could, when you forgive me, you will let me be married in the church. If you won't let me be married in the church, then I know that I'm not forgiven. 10 years, 10 years. And do you know, for our Catholic blessing or Catholic wedding, we had a Monsignor, Bishop Howard Tripp, it's Monsignor Reynolds, Bishop Howard Tripp and Canon Davis to officiate. And we had special dispensation for, from Pope John Paul, now Saint John Paul. So you tell me the Lord does not answer prayers. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were, certainly, you were certainly forgiven. <laughs> oh my, I'm telling you, not only forgiven, but you know, oh my, God, I, I, I can't, to be honest with you, I promised him all sorts of things. I don't remember. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Lord, if you do this for me, yeah. this is, I would do, oh, I can't remember. So I spend my, my life trying to be good in case I make up for all the promises. <laughs> <laughs> I spend my life trying to be kind. That's nice. That's you good. <laughs> honestly, try not to bear grudges, trying to always look at the positive, thinking, what did I promise my father in heaven? Wow. But whatever it is, he gave me the answers to my prayers. Incredible. So we got oh. married in the church. Well, Patty, if we could box up and sell what you've just been talking about, the world would be a much kinder, generous place without any question. Without any question. <laughs> Patty, Patty, I want to ask you about just um, bringing that kind of new faces time. What was, what was the pinnacle of that moment for you when you kind of, was there any kind of real pinch yourself moments where you thought, oh my gosh, I'm performing in front of or alongside, you know, what was the kind of the standout moments for you? Whoa, okay. <laughs> oh dear. Alex, this is very embarrassing. Because, <laughs> this is, seriously, this is so embarrassing. I have a policy of it is lovely to be put in position and to meet fantastic people but it is even better to be grateful to the one who made it possible if you see what i mean mm. but i can there are so many special things that have happened in my career the queen's golden jubilee was one of them i was on the committee of 12 organizing the concert at the palace and the pageant i mean never in a million years Exactly. Tell me, it can only be God. It can only. I tell you how it happened. I I had decided that I was going to um, 
it, it was after the HIV thing took hold, you know, and my husband was involved actually from beginning, you know, the deals he was doing in America, but that's a, a long story. So I was one of the first people to know about the immunodeficiency virus and to know that it, it came from Africa and to know that these two young men had uh, Carpezi sarcoma in California and anyway, and all that madness. So I decided, gosh, Africa again, we just had live aid. And I thought, well, I've got to do something for my continent. So I, I thought what I could do is, anyway, I had a concert, fundraising concert at the Royal Albert Hall. And I gathered, 3,000 gospel singers for that. And that was the first time that had been done at the Royal Abbott Hall. This was 2002. It took me 12 months, 18 hours a day, seven days a week. Seriously, Alex, just me and my computer. No secretary, nothing. Because I had decided if I have secretary, if I employ people to help me, I wouldn't have enough for what I want to achieve. And it almost killed me. <laughs> On the night of the concert, um, I had 12 members of staff um, from Buckingham Palace because I had asked permission to use the royal box and I was granted the permission. That's another story. Oh boy. I mean, when God moves, he moves. Okay. And I was, again, I was told, oh, they don't give the royal box. You have to, to ask permission from the palace. And this is an AIDS um, concert. And it's from, oh, Patty, no, that's never going to happen. So I just, it took me three weeks to compose a letter, sent it to Major Sir Michael Parker and said, who do I send this to the palace? And are the wordings okay? Is this the right approach? And he said, absolutely perfect. And believe me, when I was writing, writing with prayers, okay? What people don't understand, anybody watching this, we have two manuals in life. We have the written manual, the Bible. Or whatever religion you have, it could be for you, the Quran, it could be the Sanskrit, whatever, written manual. But we have the unwritten manual, which every single one of us have, the Holy Spirit of God right here. And that's one, I always tap into him. I always say to him, okay, is this right? Please help me here, help me. I'm, this is pathetic what I'm doing, but with you in it, it will be absolutely perfect. And he never fails. I do the same before every show. And so I did that, sent the letter to Buckingham Palace and got a reply, yes, and could we have um, tickets for members of staff, 12 members of staff, it was incredible. Mm -hmm. On the night we had the Queen's GPS there and he asked um, Major Sir Michael Parker, said, could she do this for the Golden Jubilee? That was the first time I heard they, would, they were arranging it. So Sir Michael came to me halfway through the show, you know, during the break and said, oh, uh, so Robin Jambrin is that he's actually producing the um, Golden Jubilee and wants to know if you could, if your choir would take part. I said, are you kidding me? They would jump at it. <laughs> so I went out beginning of the first, second half and I said, listen, guys, we've all been invited to take part in the Golden Jubilee. If you can reproduce another 2000 of you, there'll be five of us, great rounded, you know, 5000 of us rounded lovely figure and, and tell you we did it unbelievable and it was the next day after the concert i got a call from sir michael saying um there is um a meeting for the queen's golden jubilee committee 
um, I'd like you to attend. I didn't think he meant as a committee member, but that's how I got recruited. Yeah. Incredible. 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 It really is. Patty, anybody who's listening to this will, will well, if, if they don't recognize it, then they're, they're maybe slightly uh, blinded. But you, you are clearly a lady who, who is about giving it and, um, and your charity work has been notable and it's been recognized and and just keeping on the theme of of the royal family you you received the obe now goodness me winning new faces is one thing <laughs> but but being decorated um by um with such an honor must have been incredible for you just just tell us your recollections of, of getting that news and then actually receiving the award <laughs> okay that was exciting i must say my husband managed to keep that from me. I don't know how. And it was on my birthday, 3rd of May. I am having dinner. It was, we, we went to see a friend of ours, an author who came into London and we were having late dinner after her presentation. And it was about, it was midnight of the 2nd of May. And my husband said, oh, um, happy birthday. I said, oh, thank you. He said, I have a present for you. I said, oh, good. I said, a present now I can do with the first, you know, first present of the day. <laughs> he said to me, yeah, um, it's an OBE. So I said, uh, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> because it's OBE, it's not something you, it's not a present. Do you know what I mean? I'm thinking, OBE. I'm thinking, jewelry, handbag. <laughs> New designer, pair of shoes, I hadn't heard of. Um, so he said an OBE. I said, darling, what is that? What is it? Which is it? He said, as the order of the British Empire. I said, what, me? He said, yes. And I said, what? How did that happen? He said, I've been keeping it for six months. He said, I've been keeping the news from you for six months. It's been killing me. It was lovely, and I was so excited. And then on the day of the OB of the um, investiture, I went to Buckingham Palace, and you never sometimes you don't know who's going to present it. Mm. And one of the distinguished man in brilliant uniform came into the room. There was I don't know how many of us and in the room, and he said, "Ladies and gentlemen, um, the royal that will be officiating your." investiture today is his royal highness prince charles i went yes <laughs> everyone just, you know everyone looked around and laughed because i was so fond of prince charles i have met him i don't know how many times absolutely well of course he's now king charles the third oh my goodness yes so i got my investiture from the king what can i say <laughs> no absolutely um God is amazing, honestly, and it was um, for services to charity uh, and to education, which is interesting, not to show business. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's plenty of time for that. <laughs> no, no, you know, I mean, Alex, I must tell you, last week I was having dinner with one of my favorite holy men. Um, he is the head of the Krishna Hindu religion. Okay, he is, we met him by accident at the House of Lords about nine years ago. I was asked to speak on spirituality. 
and my husband was speaking on spirituality and finance. And what do I know? Um, this holy man arrives from meeting, what's his name, Obama in America. And it's now speaking on spirituality before me. I'm going, are you guys crazy? I cannot compete with that. And he spoke for, you know, literally an hour. And then I was introduced after him. I said, this is not good. This is pure torture, okay? So I started speaking and I said to them, let me, my speech is gone out of the window. Everything I have to say, he, you know, his holiness has covered. So I said, okay, I have to tell you how my faith led me in show business. And so I told them how I got into show business and how I was employed um, just to sing the Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna in hair. When I was just demonstrating, like, the whole room started singing it. And I thought, okay, I didn't know what <laughs> because I wasn't invited by them. I was invited by somebody else. And his holiness became, he liked my speech for some reason, for some crazy reason. And he also liked my, my husband's speech, which he says he uses a lot, you know. We've been friends since then. And he came and blessed our grandson. Our grandson has, you know, he, he's been baptized, but um, the his holiness was passed through London and came to our house to bless him. All my Asian friends are going, he doesn't go to people's houses? You know, <laughs> what do you mean he came to your house? What do you mean he's coming? I said, well, I don't know about you, but his holiness came to my house, bless my son. And last week we were having um, dinner with him because he was passing through London. This is how incredible my, my faith has led me. It's just, I cannot tell you. I am not one of those. I'm not a Catholic who thinks, oh, it's all Catholic or, okay? Because I'm seventh of nine children. And I know that each of us have different relationship with our parents. Therefore, as far as I'm concerned, it must be the same with God. We have different relationships with him. We have our, our different journey Yeah. to him. I think so. I think so, definitely, yeah. And and Patty, um, I mean, music uh, is uh, is clearly been a, a vital uh, source of uh, inspiration and verve for you. Are, are you the kind of lady that likes to dwell in in the past, or or are you somebody that um, you know continues to seek out new music and and people who are uh, kind of this generation? I, I'm very fortunate. I've got young kids, and they are constantly bringing me new artists, which I really enjoy. I love hearing new music. Where are you in your musical flavours at the moment? Oh, gosh. Actually, that reminds me. That's where I was going with His Holiness before I forgot. I was saying to him that he said, um, he asked me the question about um, show business. And he said, how are you, how are you enjoying it? How are you... And I found myself saying, Your Holiness, I am in show business, but I'm not of it. I'm not part of it at all. He said, that is very interesting. Isn't that what Jesus said? And I said, but I, I've, you know, I feel that God has a plan. I wish he'd make his plan known because I don't feel like my 
other members in show business feel. I don't get married to any kind of music. My father listened to Tchaikovsky. I love Tchaikovsky. My mother listened to um, Louis Armstrong, Ella Fitzgerald, Tennessee Walton. I love that. And then my brothers and sisters listened to James Brown. I love James Brown. And I grew up listening to Michael Jackson. And now I just, my children now, I don't know, even know what my children listen to. They seem to be like me. They listen to, oh, Elvis Presley, the modern music. And so I'm finding different, okay, to me, music is the fruit of the spirit. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't need our, you know, I always say to people, people say to me, you, you have to pinpoint. I said, no. I said, because this universe does not recognize trend. It recognizes the natural order of things. So I said, the natural order of things is that the music touches the spirit. And whatever music touches the spirit, it will touch me. Mm. I have been to Saudi Arabia. I love the music there. I went to sing at King Hussein's birthday party. I've been to Japan. I love the kabuki music. I, love, I do, because you want to understand the people, listen to their music. Yeah. And, so the, I, and does that resonate in your live performances, Patty? Do, is it a very I, eclectic set that yes. you perform? Tell us tell us what we would get on a, on a Patty Boulay night out. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay, right now, I I'm doing a, a show called, I'm touring a show called I'm Coming Out. And I explained to the audience, I said, I'm coming out is because I've written my book and there are things about me you do not know. So many. I said, you hardly know who I am. You know, I'm a singer, but you don't know what makes me tick, really. I talked to them about the Civil War. I talked to them about um, my faith. And therefore, in the show, I have songs by Diana Ross and the Supremes. I have a song by Pavarotti, Ness and Dorma. I sing Ness and Dorma. I sing The Habanera from Carmen. I sing Bessie Smith songs, Etta James. It's a mix. I mean, people do come out and go, good heavens, your range. But I never think of it as range. You know, like Ness and Dorma, for instance, my last show was called Aretha and Me. And I had asked people on Facebook because she'd recorded about 300 songs. God, don't know where the fuck she found the time. And, you know, I said to people, please just send me your favorite of Aretha's songs. Ness and Dorma kept popping up. And I thought, have people gone mad? <laughs> what part of Pavarotti has become Aretha? I mean, how could they possibly get those two mixed up? It turns out she sang it. So I went and learned it. This meeting is being recorded. And so, Patty, you're 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 taking this show out and about, and uh, are you excited about being on stage? Does it still get your juices flowing and think, oh, I can't wait? Oh, it does, Alex. You know, um, I launched it in London. I I first started with Billy and me, because after running the charity, I was out of the business for about eighteen years. We built five healthcare clinics in Africa and a school with Prince Harry's charity in Lesotho. So I decided to come back to my singing. That's about seven years ago. And did Billy and Me, and then Aretha and Me. And now it's I'm coming out. And I'm using kind of the, the music 
what I do is actually draw comparisons between my life and the life of these wonderful ladies. Okay. Um, with Diana Ross, we have quite a lot. We have a, a lot in common. The stories I can tell, but I use it to tell the story of my life more than her. It's not a tribute. They're not tribute shows. They get mentioned maybe a few times in the show, but mostly it's a way of telling people because my book is called The Faith of a Child. And it's the way of telling them the stories and things I have been through in my life. So yeah, I, I love, I love, I love entertaining. It's, it's like giving a public service. Do you know what I mean? I have always felt that when I'm on stage for two hours or whatever, my job is to take people out of their, like a therapy, mm. whether I make them cry, laugh, dance, sing, which I try and achieve, it just takes them out of their everyday problem in life, which is why I've never, ever missed the show. Yeah, wonderful. I've, I've enjoyed this so much, Patty. Just just talk, just bring bringing the music thing to an end, you know, and kind of in terms of Christian songs, is, are there favourites that you have? I mean, one of my favourites is... Um, it was that we celebrated uh, Francis of Assisi yesterday. Is make me a, a channel of your piece. It's just such a beautiful hymn. Have you have you got a few favourites to share with us? A few of your favourite oh, Christian many. pieces. Too many. I've got in my show. I sing Amazing Grace. Mm. Okay, at my mother's funeral, I sang How Great Thou Art. I love Be Still for the presence of the Lord. You know, mm. it's moving. Oh, I love that. That usually makes me cry. <laughs> that gets me going. Um, abide with me. Mm. I love abide with me. God of all faithfulness. I recorded those two actually with the male Triochi choir in Wales many years ago. Yeah. Beautiful. I I those were two of my mother's favorites. So I have there are a lot of hymns. I have to tell you about Amazing Grace. I'm sure you know the story of Amazing Grace, which I tell my audience because <clears throat> Amazing Grace was credited from the slaves during the transatlantic slave crossing, slaves from the Calabar region of Nigeria, which is where my mother was born. They have beautiful melody from that region. And John Newton, who was a captain of one of the slave ships was so moved by the melody of you know the slaves humming this melody in their distress that she wrote this beautiful lyric to amazing grace which is i mean incredible you know yeah. and i tell the audience you know the history oh everybody comes go we didn't know that i said well i take pride in it because it's it's credited to where my mother came from and they do have quite similar melodies mm. you know so yeah, yeah. fabulous and and this show um, and your book are, are you are you coming uh, to the north of England? Have you got any dates um, before have, Christmas in the north that you can share with us? Well, I have actually. Um, we've we've got a few bookings. Oh boy, Alex! I wish I got my list in front of me. <laughs> but we have um, next week on the twelfth of October. We're in Roncorn, um, which is um, where is that? 
near Liverpool. <laughs> near Liverpool, thank you. <laughs> I've been John Jessup on um, Merseyside Radio. I've been interviewed. He's such a great guy. Mm. And they've been interviewing me quite a lot and repeating the interview to promote the show. So it's wonderful. Yes, I'm coming to run for and as I get older, I try and keep down south, <laughs> you know, because they're traveling. But yeah, we do. We, we, we've got some dates coming up next year. Yeah. Patty, I, I've adored, I really enjoyed chatting to you. I just want to, I'm interested whether you've been to the Holy Land or not. Have you managed to, to visit that, that amazing place in your lifetime? Oh, uh, I have not. Do you know, it's, oh God, thanks for reminding me. Life just carries on. I always wanted to go to the Holy Land. I always wanted to go to Rome. When Pope John Paul came to England um, to visit, my husband and I thought, he was at Wembley. We thought, we'll never, I, thought, I said to him, we'd never get anywhere near anyone there. No way would we, you know. And we thought, okay, we'll just drive. Because I said to my husband, I just want to see him. If I could just get a glimpse of him, I'll be fine. And we arrived, my goodness, yes, there was nowhere to park. We parked miles away, we walked. And just as we were walking towards Wembley, he was coming down in his motorcade. Oh, Alex, <laughs> something happened. Something happened. I mean, I was speechless. I was crying. It was crazy. And I, I thought, and then I turned to my husband, he was doing the same. And I said to him, my goodness, if we feel like this about the representative, can you imagine what it must feel like to meet the Lord Jesus? Can you imagine? There'd be nothing like it. And no. that's why death does not fear. I'm not afraid at all. I just say no. to him, as long as you just, just say, come, my child. Ah, oh, can you imagine? Nothing oh. can beat that. No show business, no success. No recognition, nothing in yeah, life. I agree. I, I absolutely agree. Patty, thank you so much for coming on the Godcast. You've got your website, pattyboulet.co.uk, is it, or .com? No, .com, and people will be able to find the dates on there as well. They'll be able to find the dates yeah. on there. Thank you, Alex. Yes, thank so, you. So, Patty, all that remains me for, me, for me to say is, is God bless your ministry. It's absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much for coming on the Godcast. And we, we send our love to you from Lancashire, from Burnley. God bless, God bless you too. God bless you too, Alex.